Leading up to today's North Korean summit in Singapore, President Trump said he doesn't have to prepare for the meeting because it's all about attitude. Well, it's nice to see that President Trump has brushed up on the diplomatic strategies of the brilliant political philosopher Tyra Banks. It seems like Trump has been channeling his inner Tyra, his inner Tyra a lot lately. Have you noticed? Take a look at this video. a lot of hey girls. <laughs> hey girl. <laughs> we also got our hands on some other tips that President Trump has taken from Tyra Banks' Guide to International Diplomacy. Uh, the first of which is make economic sanctions as loose as a flirty infinity scarf. Uh, next, Coco Chanel said, before you leave the house, look in the mirror and take one thing off. And before you negotiate with a dictator, look in the mirror and make sure you have no KFC stains. And finally, when making a request for nuclear disarmament, remember to smize. Smile with your eyes. The Trump Report starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion. After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, that's right. It ain't nothing but a G7 thing, baby. Welcome to the Trump Report. Special thanks to our friend Tamara Brown for uh, writing that piece at the top of the show, which uh, she's not here to appreciate the glory and the accolades. Uh, and for those of you listening on iTunes, you're going to have to just trust that the visuals were funny with it. Uh, but you can always find us on YouTube. We are here on Summit Day, it finally happened. Mm -hmm. I, I can't wait to talk to Scott Moore. We're going to trade our commemorative <laughs> coins. Yes, uh, I've I've got the one with Kim Jong Un, you know, walking towards Trump. I've got the and you've got the one where he's walking away. Mm -hmm. So we're going to trade them a little yep. bit later in the show. But I'm Christian Blatt. You can uh, always count on my co-host to my left, your right, Chelsea Galicia. Hello. And back from a very stressful vacation. I know, it was so stressful. The one, the only, <laughs> Brooks Elise. Hi, how are Hi, you? Hi, I'm so happy to be back. And we're happy to have you back. Well, actually, it's probably not true. You'd probably rather still be on vacation, right? You know what? It really was stressful, so I'm happy to be back. <laughs> yeah. This is my comfort zone. So. Uh, and, of course, <laughs> at the far end of the desk, the color-coordinated, yes. my twin in maroon, <laughs> Scott Moore. I got the memo. Yes, you got the memo. The ladies did not. Uh, and at some point after the show, uh, Brooke and I will have to talk to you guys what it was like to be at Drexel Herd's wedding because our invite... Lost in the mail, bro. We yeah, exactly. Go, that's all right. <laughs> that's uh, okay, Jax. Anyway, that was a, that was the social event of the weekend. Only well, slightly of the season. Yeah, of the season. Yeah, but see, slightly <laughs> overshadowed, I think, in some circles by the sit down between President mm -hmm. Trump and um, you know the other guy, the the, the tubby guy from North Korea, uh, Kim Jong Un. <laughs> Although, when you're saying the tubby guy, you have to be specific mm -hmm. as to which one you're referring exactly. to. Right. Uh, Just like when you say dictator, you have to mm -hmm. specify. But did Fox did not. I was going to say, did you hear that Fox, yes. Fox News had so, to... You have to be specific with that they, as well. They, they, uh, they apparently identified President Trump as a dictator. Right? You didn't hear it? No, I did hear it. When she, they were getting, he was getting like off the plane yeah, or yeah, up, yeah, and, and yeah. The, the narration was, the two dictators, dictators. are preparing to meet. <laughs> that was great. A moment of truth. The truth, one slip, time right? the truth comes out on Fox News. 
but I think that uh, there's a lot of spin that is uh, coming out of the the meeting. But uh, I'll start with you, Scott, and we'll work our way back towards me. What do you think as as you saw the coverage and what you've been able to read on you know, what is no doubt a busy Tuesday work day? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts? Your, your sort of immediate reactions to the summit? Uh, I think it was a lot of fluff. Um, there's a there's a lot of things that we'd have to unpack here if we really want to get so into much. it. But my overview top line is that it was a lot of fluff. Um, there, there's good and bad to it. Um, more bad than good. <laughs> so, oh, I'd want to hear uh, just as far as the specifics and everything. There's just a lot that we get that into. That there was no specifics. Yes, and the fact that um, you're basically equalizing uh, Kim Jong Un and North Korea to a level that. Uh, is something that they wanted, so that of course they've already gotten more out of this than well. The pushback the rest would be, well, what did he, re- what did he really do? Because mm-hmm. just because he said he's going to invite him to the White House, mm-hmm. like that's how he equalized him. No, just the fact that he met with him, the fact that he met with him, and that he brought it to a level that he's uh, at an equal footing to the rest of the world is is a as a as a photo op and an optics as that so were legitimate. yes that you're legitimizing legitimizing a, 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 a dictator a, a very uh, a murderous. Uh, a, repressive regime. Would the counter to that be, well, Obama did it in Cuba? No, because the thing is, is that it's, it's unpacking a lot of stuff where Cuba's in a, it's a whole different situation here between North Korea. And it's like, it's basically, um, if he was to meet with, with uh, Assad in Syria and things like that, where you're, you're meeting with really dangerous, repressive, Dictators that really should have had that type of notoriety. Where um, we've had a lot of—that's what I'm saying. You're playing it off for then Cuba. We've had uh, a very failed um, embargo for 60 years that has not worked. And instead of uh, trying to turn them away, we should be embracing Cuba and the Cuban people to help bring them into an open, democratic, free society. Um, in the Western Hemisphere, where meeting with this dictator in a neutral place was not going to do that for the North Korean people. I mean, I guess it could be argued, well, maybe it could lead to that, but mm. I'm, I'm not sure I'd be the one making the argument personally. I just feel myself playing a little double advocate. Well, I just yeah. didn't know, Chelsea, that you were such a fan of Kim Jong-un. So it's, uh, <laughs> well, it, it's welcome I, to hear. Yes. Can I say do, you have, something? do you have a little crush can on I Kim Jong-un, No, I don't have a crush on <laughs> this one. <laughs> Right. Do you have you're a crush on a lot chip. of men? Yeah, your, yeah. your heart is still McKenna, a chip. Can I say something really obscene about this whole uh, thing? Well, as we've established on this show, as long, as you, don't use, as, long do. as you don't use the C word, yes. yes. Well, I think that um, Trump got uh, stormied in a way oh. because he gave up the goods before getting anything back from Kim Jong-un during the summit. You know, well, he, there definitely was no money shot from anything that we saw. If well, you want to use the he's, he's uh, Stormy Daniels, he's saying uh, lingo. that he's, <laughs> you know, going to take away the um, the militarization of the U.S. and South Korea, in North Korea, and Kim Jong Un hasn't really given him anything truly yet. Kind of like Stormy gave it up, and Trump said, you know, I'm going to put you on the Apprentice, and then it never happened. And I think that that's what we're going to end up seeing. Kim Jong-un has been saying for a very long time, including his father, that they're going to denuclearize, and it hasn't happened. And I don't think it's going to happen. It's been a a false... you know, here, let me give you this. It's kind of a carrot dangle, well, and I don't think it's going to happen. To be fair, it's called The Celebrity Apprentice, so she should have known that right. she Oh, Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah. No, 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 no. <gasps> what if there had been a porn apprentice? 
Uh, by the way, That's I, this, that should be a great I, spinoff. I, 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 <laughs> I don't hey, know why Giuliani could host that. Is Ron Jeremy go. still alive? Would he be able to host? I don't actually don't know if he's still with us. But anyway, he is. <laughs> he was going so pretty to quick, pretty quick answer there. <laughs> are, are, are you in the Hedgehog fan club? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, of course. So of oh, course who is I, I mean, in all honesty, yeah, um, exactly. I'm lost, but okay. <laughs> all right. So Brooke's going to pretend she's not. Yeah, exactly. She's going to be all innocent. First, I'm like, can I be a loser? And now I'm lost. Yeah, let me talk about porn. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but see, you get what I'm saying, I, I get what you're saying, but I mean, according to President Trump, they met for about five hours, and Kim Jong-un signed, and there's the quotes, a very comprehensive agreement for complete denuclearization after only five hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said this in the past, and there is all, there have also not been any specifics no specific like checkpoints, no specific what's going to be denuclearized. We don't even know the full arsenal that Kim Jong-un has. Uh, Trump claims to know, but um, we really don't. We don't have any specifics. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I said it was a bunch of fluff, because there was no- nothing specific that came out of it, and it yeah. put him out of uh, Chelsea, President Trump says he, he trusts Kim Jong-un, a man who not long ago he called Rocket Man, which I still contend was an awful, you know, he's had a couple of good nicknames, but that's that's still one of the worst <laughs> ones. Uh, but anyway, uh, he trusts him. So uh, why shouldn't he trust Kim well, Jong-un? I think he trusts him because on some level he knows them. I think I think they're kind of like soulmates. And let me let me explain what I mean. Well, I mean, Kim Jong Un did say I, I get what you're saying. Kim Jong Un did say that he. That's wanted why Trump some, gave it up. Well, mm-hmm. Kim Jong Un did say he wanted some McDonald's at you know there in North Korea, so they obviously have that in common. That and the fact that I think that um, both Kim Jong Un and Trump are were liked because of their dad. And yes, that's true. People around them really have no choice but to like them, and I think that. They know that. And it's really lonely, and I don't think somebody could have a self-esteem, a solid self-esteem, knowing that people only like them or cheer for them, as as, uh, Trump was calling it, fervently, because they're afraid they will die if they don't cheer loudly enough. Yeah, but in the case of of Donald Trump, he's uh, far better known than his father ever was. I would say Kim Jong-un is Mm -hmm. definitely more of of like... I still think that both that Trump and and Kim Jong-un know that they are liked for... They're they're liked for their money and their and their power. And, and, and by the right, way, and they have to prove themselves. And both of their dashing good looks. They're two of the most handsome Jesus. men. On and the I, yes. Okay, I, I was in a very serious analysis I here. I think it's more then, about okay. that they're both so grotesquely narcissistic that that's why. Okay, yes, they that's also what I'm connect. Yeah. because. Their narcissism runs so deep that they're like, yep, I, I see you, like you and I. Before, mm-hmm. uh, uh, narcissism is one level. The other is having nobody like them. Mm-hmm. And Kim Jong-un liked, I think, almost to be hated on by Trump because somebody had the balls to hate on him and then turn around and be nice to him. Makes him feel like, oh, well, this person really likes him because this person doesn't have to like him. It's definitely the the old analogy that I guess uh, won't exist on playgrounds in the Me Too era, which is the idea that you know you pull the pigtails of the girl that you like, and in this case, 
Kim Jong Un. Kim Jong Un was the one with the pigtails. Which, by the way, if we could get somebody to do it, you know what? For next week, Marissa, oh, could gosh. we get Kim Jong Un in pigtails? <laughs> uh, I think that's what we would like to see. And uh, when we switch topics, we'll show a, a fun picture for this week. But anyway, uh, and I think Kim Jong Un was like, somebody's paying attention to me. Right. Finally, Obama never tweeted at me. Right. That's right. what I'm George, saying. It's the attention. Yes, he legitimized him as someone who's not a murderous dictator. And then when no flattered and when Trump was asked, well, did you ask him about the mm-hmm. the way that he is towards his own people that he claims or you claim he mm-hmm. thinks he loves? Um, well, yeah, but that's just what he saw, as in to say he saw that kind of brutality growing up at the hands of his father, so he has, I guess, no choice but to continue in that vein. I think that was the explanation mm-hmm. that I heard. It's yes. akin to when, uh, I forget who asked Trump about... Um, Putin and how Putin has has murdered people and and how he's treated his people and he's said basically well a lot of people have murdered other people there are lots of bad people mm-hmm. and he kind you know it's the whole there are good people on both sides type, yeah well also Trump and, and Trump just wants to know when do I get a chance to murder some people you know because I think that there there's a list probably of a few people uh, Scott one of the things that uh, Trump has said is that the uh, U S South Korean military exercises will end. Uh, because they were provocative to the north. This came as a surprise to South Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, is this kind of indicative of the level that we're operating with in terms of international diplomacy here, that uh, the country that's already your friend, you're just like, yeah, 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 but this, you know, we, we're going to just kind of push you aside for, well, I was going to say the prettier girl, but, yeah, no, the, girl, but, but the, girl, the girl that's going to get you better headlines, I Well, guess. that's what I was going to say. It's sort of like, oh, this is my new friend who's who's now cool and, and is going to give me all the attention and we're going to do all this great stuff and... And who cares because these are my other friends here and they're just going to put up with it because they still, you know, have no other choice really. And that's sort of what it is. It's like, okay, we'll just with, with, we'll get to with the G7. But um, it is sort of like that. And again, it's it's a dangerous place to be. Um, because but I kind of like the move. Not no, no, because no, no, I think no, it's a good strategic no, move. No, I'm just saying a dangerous place to, to start going with what North Korea and everything and then putting and turning your back on South Korea and Japan and the and the areas that are really those allies are in need our help, which he again is not being like, well it's not our problem anymore, it's nine thousand miles away. Does, but does does it really and I'm sure that there are people in the military who are gonna say, Yes it does, does it really require that much and that level of training and that level of expense of training that we're doing all the time? And I know that Trump's ans- uh talking about it in terms of its economic cost is probably just an excuse. Mm -hmm. But I kind of like the excuse just because I am generally in favor of scaling back our military around the world. No, I'm in favor of that. I'm just saying from the perspective of South Korea who needs our help and support because of the fact that they know that they're only 70 miles from the border that if anything gets lobbed over to them, that so- meaning Seoul, the 10 million people are basically right there, knowing mm-hmm. that they're that close to danger and leaving them to kind of fend for themselves makes them feel uneasy. I'm not saying that I think that I agree with doing the exercise because I agree with you. I think right. we should be pairing back. But again, you have to do it for the right reasons and not do it for the wrong reasons and not leave your allies that you have been working with for the past 65 years. Right. 
and leave them and it uh, makes me in, nervous in that the, the people barely pushing for this scale back is not just North Korea but it's also China and that's Russia. what I'm saying it's the people exactly. that you don't there, necessarily want and there's that. a reason for that exactly and so also even if to... we're saving money which would be great and I also am all for demilitarization of a lot of places mm-hmm. um, that's not the way you negotiate Mm-mm. you don't automatically say okay I'm going to give you something you need to ensure that something's going to be gotten in return and I we think don't Trump know could say well we don't know I did say I'm going to scale back but then he didn't deliver on his deal, so I'm rescaling up militarization. I don't think he's um, going to do anything that can't be easily reversed. And then I wonder, he did leave sanctions in place, although I wonder if when he like went to take them to see the, the limo, if he was like, I'm going to send you one of these full of cheeseburgers <laughs> or something like that. Um, just imagine how many cheeseburgers you could get into the limo. But I, I, I just wonder if it on paper, the sanctions will stay, but Trump will send him gifts. I don't know, maybe with Dennis Rodman or something. Who was there, by the way? He was uh, sent there. Uh, a, a, I think it was is like a marijuana Bitcoin, and I'm kind of yeah. glad I don't Hot remember the name. Okay, well there you go. Hot now man, we got yeah. the free plug in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, they sent him there, and uh, there's. If, if you want to watch Wait, some compelling was in, television, you, was, he was in he Singapore. He was actually there? He was in Singapore. Okay, I didn't know and that. And they but talked to him on CNN he, this morning. So when Cuomo and, talked to him, he was in Singapore as yeah, well? Yeah, and he was very emotional. He was. Uh, so no, if you want to see that Chris I Cuomo I think it might have been all of the alcohol. I, I do feel like I'm... You, mean, you mean a lifetime full of alcohol. <laughs> I doubt that he'd had any this no. morning. But uh, he, of course... I want to know who got Dennis Rodman the Make America Great Again hat because uh, I feel like he didn't have it already. But uh, Clearly his homie Trump. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know how tight they are. What were you going to say, Scott? No, I was going to say, I, I think if, I guess it was five years ago, whenever I was filling in and doing the Celebrity Apprentice here at After Buzz. Wow, look at you. I would say I would never in a bajillion gazillion years, it feels like an alternative reality that we have Donald Trump as president and he's getting advice from Kim Kardashian and Dennis Rodman is over there. Practically as our ambassador. I am like this, I just, yeah, it feels like an alternative reality that I never would have guessed that could have been a truth in any in more it's ways than crazy. one, it's a tragedy that uh, Joan Rivers is no longer with us it because is. she was a Celebrity Apprentice winner. Yes. So just imagine the sort uh, of decision she we just need think of her humor more than ever. Right think now, think of who she would ask President Trump to pardon. Just mm-hmm. a lot of fashion victims, basically. <laughs> uh, before <laughs> I, I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you uh, all a specific question. It was uh, posed by the editorial board of the Washington Post, aka Fake News, uh, and <laughs> I, I will read just a. Uh, well, it's, it's a long paragraph, but I think that uh, you know they took the time to write it and. I I think it really sums it up best. The Singapore summit was, without question, a triumph for Kim Jong-un and his North Korean regime, a dictator who has ordered the murder of his own family members and who oversees a gulag comparable to those of Hitler and Stalin, was able to parade on the global stage as a legitimate statesman, praised by the President of the United States as very talented and worthy of trust. (laughs) President Trump offered Mr. Kim a major concession, the suspension of U.S. military exercises in South Korea, and spoke of his wish to withdraw U.S. troops from the country. There's a lot more. You can read at the Washington Post. Uh, I think that that very succinctly points to, even if he had gotten some concrete things as opposed to the fluff that Scott's talking about. This is a tremendous victory for Kim Mm Jong-un because even if you're viewed as like, oh, he's, you know, I don't know, half an inch more legitimate. It's like, well, that's, you know, he was pretty far away from it. Uh, What do you think, Chelsea? Do you think that uh, this was a clear victory for hashtag Team Un? Well, I... His last name's actually Kim, but Mm -hmm. Un sounded funnier to me. Anyway, (laughs) Probably is. I I don't know what's in that man's mind, but I can't imagine that he 
sees that this was negative for him in any way. I think this was also um, one of the ways that we got the truth from Trump. Uh, I'm not sure if you heard, but he apparently has not slept for like 25 hours straight. I did hear that, yes. And so he let the truth slip when he said in a press conference that, you know, you know, this went all great. It's all fantastic. But I could be wrong about him. I could be wrong about this whole thing. I could. This is practically a verbatim quote here. Mm-hmm. He said, I could be standing here before you in six months and saying I was wrong. Well, actually, no, I don't think I would. I, I don't say things like that. I would probably come Make up with some excuse. kind of mm-hmm. excuse. Yeah. And I said, there we go. The truth serum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Look, so he was very honest in that moment that he's like, you know what? I'm not going to tell you that I'm wrong, but so I could I, be wrong, but I won't tell I you. I feel that like I'm wrong. that was a, a major win mm-hmm. for all of us who were like, you guys, people, Trump. What does that feel like a major win? Really? Like when you yeah. think about the way you feel about this president, you really feel like that's a major win. Well, it is something, it's something. that I have it's to true. Yeah, really yes. thoroughly that he he lies but then never corrects himself or makes mistakes and never corrects himself and he just explained why because he just doesn't admit mistakes so it does feel like a victory for me personally or admit the truth yeah <laughs> ever yeah. lives uh, in a Brooke, false reality do you see this as a uh, big victory for uh, Kim Jong Un mm-hmm. or is it possibly a victory for someone else that maybe Dennis It Rodman? is absolutely a victory for Kim Jong Un I liken it to the outsider in The Breakfast Club you guys have seen that the guy mm-hmm. who's like oh, the you outsider. mean that really old yeah. movie, The Breakfast Club? Yeah, yeah. It's a classic, I think. <laughs> so, I think it's on Turner Classic you know, Movies. He, no one ever accepts him because he's such a loser and he's like always trying to like, you know, I don't know, put the school on fire or whatever. You're speaking of and the great Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson. Yes, and yes. then finally at the end, you know, um, the redhead, I'm so, I'm so bad with Molly names. Ringwald. Molly Ringwald gives him her earring. That was Trump <laughs> saying, you know what? Here's my earring. You're part of the team now. You're legitimate. It's going to be okay. When it's the Even G9, though your it's dad be didn't North accept Korea's. you and mm-hmm. beat you up, it's going to be okay. You're a part of the team now. You know, thinking of uh, <laughs> John Hughes' uh, comparisons, Scott, do you think <laughs> that to get ready for the meeting... That President Trump watched 16 Candles and studied the work it's of Locke. quite possible. Yes, that's of, true. I would put a back You know he has 20 TVs just, on Air Force One. Do you just feel like, oh, it's going to be like talking to Long Duck Dong? Do you think yeah. that that is what President Trump was prepared for? <laughs> Which is the character's yes. name, not a reference yes. to porn yeah, from earlier. Exactly, exactly right. Sure. Yeah. Uh, sure. Scott, in, in what ways do you feel like this could... So, Sure, we're we're pretty much in agreement that this is a victory for Kim Jong Un. <laughs> and oh my gosh, thank you, Marissa. Unfortunately, the one of the most famous Asians in film in the eighties. He and the guy who played Short Round in Indiana Jones and yep. the Temple of Doom, who was also in the Goonies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, unfortunately, it's kind of it. And you know, I my. My uh, my wife's Chinese and her family, and they uh, were just glad to see an Asian person in a movie. I asked them about this. What about movie. the Lees? Like Bruce Lee and. That's not in. That's not in the eighties. Oh, Besides, that's mind. genre films. Those are those are. Oh, okay, I'm dating myself completely yeah. wrong. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, uh, so what I was going to ask Scott and this, look at you getting oh, short rounds. Oh, I know. I so love short so rounds. I do too. Yeah, it's my least favorite Indiana Jones movie. Aww. But still, now I'm thinking about Kim Jong Un when he was little. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he could have been a fat, cute little. Oh, baby. I was going to say just yeah. a lot, a lot fatter yeah. version of that. But so, so Scott, <laughs> this is clearly a win for Kim Jong Un. Huh. Uh, who? Do you think it's a, you know, how is it going to help him? Like, who is going to maybe be like, all right, you know what, now maybe we'll also sit down with him? Is 
you know, Bashar Assad, are they going to try and put the Legion of Doom together maybe? Or, you know, who's, who's going <laughs> to yeah, sit exactly. down with him now? No, I, I mean, I think it's just, uh, like we were saying earlier, it just brings out to uh, legitimizes him and his regime now and probably gives even China more of an opportunity to say, well, great, now we can go in and start doing trade with them again. Um, help keep bolster. doing trade with them, but just but even do more, it out in the open yes, now. Yes, a little I'm, bit more I'm bolstered. Sure Russia's in the waiting line. And Russia, yeah, so you have a lot of places now that will be feeling more confident to be like, well, we met with Trump, let's uh, give them a little more economic aid and help bolster them and send troops and people there to help protect them as well. Can I ask you all a question? I don't know if you saw that on the joint statement released by both of them, it mm-hmm. says, you know, President Trump, and then it says chairman mm-hmm. of the People's Democratic yes. mm-hmm. Republic mm-hmm. Yes. of Korea. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is, that is the, the name of name. North Korea. Yeah. That's the name of the so, country. Okay, mm-hmm. but that doesn't specify North Korea. So are we right. now... They don't call it that. No, they don't They don't call it that. They yeah. themselves call it that. That's right. how they the refer Democratic to the country. Republic yes. of Korea I'm being like, separate Demo- from... Did we just accidentally no, say no, no. that Kim Jong-un is like yeah, the no, no, chairman no. of the entire Korean Peninsula? No, but that's how they okay. refer just to their selves as a country. Okay, I couldn't yeah. be the only one that didn't know that. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. That's all right. You know, I mean, I think there's, you know, look, we all are familiar with Chairman Mao. We can mm-hmm. think of Kim Jong-un as Chairman Chow. It's not really that funny, but it sounded funny enough in my head. <laughs> it's because he's fat. Anyway. Uh, We've got so many jokes today. What, what are you going to do? Because you know? it's I mean, also laughable. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it's funny because there is a comment in the chat from someone that just identified as Daryl. Uh, this summit with Trump and Rodman is ridiculous. It's annoying. I love that he's, it's annoying. Uh, the fact that Rodman and Trump are involved, I guess, is uh, fairly ridiculous and, uh, you know, annoying. I don't know. Well, I mean, Just imagine what the, bit... news, the news would be without it. Um, I could tell you, we would all be mourning um, the loss of net okay. neutrality. But we don't mm-hmm. have time for the other thing I know you want to talk about. We'll get yeah. to it. I, I'll, I'll save you some time at the end because... And the voting restrictions yeah, in Ohio. What we do need I to mean... talk about is the title of this episode, if we want to talk <sighs> about some of Marissa's great... Great, uh, graphic work. We do indeed have the identification that it ain't nothing but a G7 thing. Oh, I love that. Maybe. Oh, I get it. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, so finally, crazy. some of my music too playing at the beginning. Seriously. You know that song is also like 20 years old, right? So, yeah, that, so that's fine. So, I'm just saying I'm a so hip-hop look, connoisseur. You're, you're not as old as me, but you're you're old now, so I guess. You know I'm old. You, yeah, you appreciate it. But anyway, uh, so I did want to talk a little bit about this. Uh, and I think that I'll start with Chelsea. How do you think the G7 summit went, Chelsea? <laughs> um, can we talk about how he's going to probably not oppose marijuana? I mean, it just was a, a shit show. And But it is, gives Trump supporters exactly what they want, the appearance that we are strong and standing up for ourselves and we're not going to be pushed around anymore. And the picture of him standing mm-hmm. or sitting there with his arms crossed and all the leaders like towering over him, looking down on him like they're about to, you know, reach into his throat and pull out his tongue was just exactly... Which is a reference to Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Well done. You're tying it all together. I love that. Yes. It was all part of the plan. It was all part of the plan. Uh, But that gives, you know, Trump's supporters the look that they were going for. And it just... Because I don't think most people understand the true complexity of trade, you can turn it into an argument for each either way. 
either that it was a disaster for us or that it was good for us. Um, when Trump is saying that there's just this ginormous deficit, trade deficit with Canada, but then the U.S. Trade Office is saying actually in 2017 there was an $8.4 billion surplus, this, this stuff is just not making sense. So um, I, I think what's going to happen is that the other countries are going to figure out a way around us. They're just not going to you know, deal with us. And what's going to happen over time, over the course of years, is that as fewer countries depend on us, we lose our standing in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be something that happens slowly but surely. And it looks like you know we're doing this to stand up for ourselves. But really, we're just giving people, other countries, and incentives to start looking for other partnerships around mm-hmm. the world and avoid us because we're just too unreliable and um, throw hissy fits. Yeah, I think that... And, uh, and back know, out of deals. It could. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the thing is you get to a point where you're like, all right, this is all agreed upon. And then after the fact, mm-hmm. it's like, psych, I'm not into this. Uh, so uh, <laughs> look, like I think that that's G. the... the <laughs> yes, exactly. Like a very, like, definitely like a true G. Uh, so, uh, Brooke, I wanted to focus on the fact that uh, President Trump... Uh, uh, <laughs> accused Justin Trudeau of being dishonest and weak. And I, Marissa, if you can find for us, just go ahead and do a Google image search on Justin Trudeau and eyebrow. It is tough oh, to like look strong. Picture. You know why you don't like that picture? Because <laughs> it seems to reveal that he uh, glues on thicker eyebrows and he was uh, so <laughs> flustered that it uh, fell down into his eye. And I totally it, think t- that that picture is Photoshop, yeah. just so you know. <laughs> but there's video of it. I think really? That, yeah. Well, see, that's see that those that's are just reg- strong those are eyebrows. eyebrows. As, as someone who has strong eyebrows, I can definitely can <laughs> uh, you know uh, can t- you know applaud those. But <laughs> it's tough to come off as Do you know how many women are buying stuff to put on their eyebrows to make them look like yeah. that to look like Justin Trudeau. I mean, well, just the thicker. I mean, yeah. women want a, a, a strong brow. brow. Yeah. 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 Really, I thought that they. I mean, take the, it from Tyra and Trump. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Marissa. Right down there yeah. is the video. Actually, if you scroll down, it's uh, that. That's a, just a, <laughs> a still image. But down below uh, yeah. on that link, uh, if yeah, I saw it. It was there. I swear. Anyway, I thought uh, an alt righty had um, altered that picture. That's all. Yeah. There. there there's okay. a couple. There's a few. We really cannot have reduced ourselves. <laughs> I, mean, to I know we're talking about. But my point is that. <laughs> but we have. Okay. I, I don't find him to be particularly strong. And you just got played by a guy that everybody thinks is an idiot. You 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 don't you're not responding well to Donald Trump. It's almost better to go out there and just be like, well, you know, what can I say? I mean, he's Trump. You know, I mean, like, no questions. And just and just maybe throw the podium over. You know, just be like, yeah, of course, of course, that we got played. We're all getting played. I, I don't know. What do you think about uh, the, the interaction between Trump what and Trudeau? Is, what do I think about it? I mean, I think it's classic Trump. I think it's classic Trump always playing to his base because Trump, the way that he plays to his base, who his base is full of fear, lack thereof, need, oh, someone's taking something that we don't have, this trade deficit that's occurring is all because of Canada, blah, 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 blah. And so I think it's just classic Trump. And I do think that Trudeau, anytime he plays into Trump at all, he is lowering himself. Um, But at the same time, sometimes you need to respond. I I, I mean, what more can you say? I mean, like, I'm not surprised by it at all. Of course we're beefing with Canada. Who has Trump not, like, had beef with? I mean, check off Except another Russia. country. 
<laughs> well, yeah, and we'll get to Russia in a minute. I mean, yeah, that's the thing is that, uh, you know, it's, it's easy to uh, basically stare down Canada because, you know, they're so polite. They'll probably let you, you know, rough them up. They might even let you kick them down the stairs. They'll be like, oh, oh, that, oh that's really tough, eh? But, you know, that'll probably be about it. Trump's been jealous of Trudeau from the get-go. Of course, just like he's from jealous of Obama. One, because he's handsome and smart and eloquent. Just and like yeah, Obama. actually <laughs> understands how governmental affairs mm-hmm. work. So. But their fast food isn't as good as ours, so I don't know how jealous he is. Maybe he's jealous of the person, the but maybe person. not the station, uh, in, the station in life. Uh, Scott, do you think it's possible that President Trump psyched himself up for the meeting, much like he was watching 16 Candles before the summit. Do you <laughs> think that he was watching the great film uh, South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut, and just uh, cycling through Blame Canada again mm-hmm. and again, and he decided, like, I'm going to have to act on this. This is mm-hmm. what we have to do. We blame yeah. Canada for everything. Now, now he has to find a new uh, person or, or thing to... Uh you know, blame. But well, he's I, already shamed Mexico. He's got the pain for That's the what I'm saying. He's got to get... So, you know, now the he's other, just going to yeah, yeah, go, go north, north now. Yeah. But didn't it start yeah. just because he heard Trudeau say something on television at some point and he was like, nope, uh-uh, that's not going to happen. I think it was just... I'm the, the real G. I think it was just that Trump doesn't <laughs> like the band Rush. I think that's really all it comes down to and he's taking it all out of Canada. I'm sorry, what were you going to say, Scott? No, I was just saying that before we get into the whole Russia thing and all, yeah. all the other stuff, I think it's stupid of him to push this trade tariff and and trade war fight it's just the same thing with with right now he should just be riding this good economy leave it alone because we know we're at the end of this long-term bull run so why do you feel the need to ruffle any feathers and mess anything up because as soon as the economy goes there goes the rest of his base so he should be leaving good enough alone and maybe just doing a little talk to his base make them feel appeased but by actually jeopardizing your closest allies in the G7 and trying to tear up trade deals is going to end up leading to a worldwide recession. And the moment that you know you start messing with the economy, that's when your base goes away. And that's where whatever support that you think you have is gone. And if you even thought you were going to win re-election, you definitely won't. Uh, if any e- e- economic stuff is turned down. And some people will believe it. He's like, I was doing that because that was the right thing to do. Yes, it'll be rough for a while. And right. people have no idea that it will be rough and things yes. will get more expensive. I hope everyone's th- prepared for but that. that. But the problem is, as soon as it affects your pocketbook, and as soon as the, employment, the unemployment rate goes up, that's when you're starting to affect everyday Americans and the people that were saying, oh, no, he was supposed to come in and give us our jobs back and give us more money. Yeah, and when that stuff goes bad, away, bad sure, there'll be there'll still be 10, 15, 20 percent of people that will vote for if he killed people, if he whatever happens and they're out and they have no job and no health care. But the bigger thing is you don't have any wiggle room here with your support. And as soon as that base starts to erode and the economy goes, that's where the base is going to give up on on him and what he's doing. So it's stupid of him to even go this route knowing that he's got a good economy right now that he's been handed and he should just ride it until it doesn't <laughs> until until stop. Yeah, because otherwise you, if you mess it up, there but goes he your support. he's helping bring steel back, right? Because this is what right. it started all these uh, tariffs on steel steel and right. aluminum, which in his mind is going to reopen our steel mills. Okay, so then how is this going to 
Well, I mean, how, is that, how it plays out, it almost doesn't matter to Scott's point. It's going to look like, look at what I'm trying to do right. in states like, I don't know, Pennsylvania, states that Hillary didn't win. You know, I think that... Uh, and states that will shift back to Democrats very easily because it was so close that there goes any of his Right, so I think to, to show, like, this is an important issue to me, it's almost like if it doesn't work out, he's like, oh, look how hard I tried. But the Democrats who are in the minority, somehow he will blame them for it. Uh, we only have a few minutes. I wanted to uh, oh, get no. everybody. Well, I'll get. I'll give you uh, two full minutes for the thing I know you want to talk about. Which one? The marijuana one no, the or the AT and T one? Marijuana is evergreen, pun intended. Uh, Scott, what about President Trump calling for readmitting Russia to the G seven? Uh, do you think that that's in his programming, if you've ever seen the Manchurian mm-hmm. Candidate, yes, somebody well, that, flipped the Red Queen, and he was yes, like, exactly. Russia must be in the G7. Well, that's exactly what I was saying. It's like, it, 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 like you were saying earlier, Chelsea, about, pe- you know, it's sort of like flipping for the other side, because people in his basement, oh yeah, he's going after, you know, everyone, and we're number one, and we're doing what's best for America, but at the same time, for the people that feel like he was bought and sold by Russia... And then you start feeling like, okay, well, why are you going after our own closest friends in the G7? And then having the balls to ask for Russia to now be back in and make it the G8 again, which again gives you, leads you up to making you think like, oh yes, he's definitely a Russian puppet right there. The funniest part is that Trump said that Crimea was Obama's fault. Obama allowed it. Right. And didn't go in. So many things wrong with mm-hmm. that sentence that if I have to explain it, I, I'm, I'm, I've lost hope in you. And that it's too late now, and that it's there, and that, that he's that Russia spent tons of money to and fix then it up. Trump base supporters will say, "Well, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe Russia should come back. They're a big economy. Well, yeah, but so is India, mm-hmm. and he's not pushing for India to mm-hmm. be brought into the fold. So well, this- we know we know that he's in debt to Russia. And well, that's what Russia, I'm saying. But that but that Russia brings that those that back out there. Um, controls him, so. Mm-hmm. But it makes why. that more obvious now by seeing that, and and for the people on the flip side of the base that are being like, "Oh, look, there is a Russia connection here," like because he keeps pushing, he keeps pushing the Russia thing, and he's yeah. fighting with our own closest allies like Canada, and yet he'll want to get Russia, and so it makes those people feel extra suspicious about why what this motive is, and why would you be fighting with your very own closest allies. And wanting to have Russia, that's the supposed enemy, back in the mix. Well, I mean, I think the counter would be, well, because our allies have been taking advantage of Mm -hmm. us. Well, well, uh, you know, I think the the one thing we could all agree on, Brooke, is that uh, President Obama allowed Russia to take Crimea. Mm -hmm. And President Trump would have gotten in the way because if there's anything he can do, he can take a stand to Russia, right? I mean, this this is all part of of the plan for Mm -hmm. trying to get them back into the G7, which would then become the G8. But then what if they kick Trump out and then it's the G7? So you see, it just depends. <laughs> what do the monogram towels look like? What are the pens? What's a stationary? So I maybe think they, they want to just keep call it, it the G unit. <laughs> and let 50 yeah. Cent in. And yeah, have whole to change. Crew. I think this is the most sensible thing be that anyone has said. way better music on the next yeah. episode that On the we Trump have. Report, there will yeah. probably be terrible music next but how? What, 50 is so good. Yeah, but oh, no, but I, yeah, oh. we'll see if there's an occasion for 50. For, uh, I, I, I call him Fitty, but, you know, that's, that's fine. It's just the way I operate. What were you going to say? No, I was just saying how ironic that would be, that he's begging for Russia to come back in. They let them in, and they kick the U.S. Yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, your friends in Russia can crazy. come back, but... You're out. You're out. But maybe then you don't have to worry about changing all the pens and the hall, you know, all the um, monograms and everything else because that's still the same. G7. So it's a good deal. I hope he has a suitcase full of like G seven, you know, stationery and, and you know, I hope he swung by the merch tent on the uh, I the hope there's a young rap group listening and they call themselves a the G seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, I, and then be really socially politically conscious and make like really good rap. 
Well, be, you know, to get both of those would be, <laughs> would be way, think, way too much. I think, I, I, other than Public Enemy, I can't think of anybody who does that. All right, we have we have basically four minutes, Chelsea. So instead of asking your opinion on something that you know, I think you've already stated. <laughs> What is not the weed story? We just don't have time for it. But the other thing you wanted to talk about, because you're so upset. time for weed. Look, 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 there'll be time for weed later. <laughs> but uh, what talk about what you were very upset about today, you were telling Yeah, me. I walked into the studio kind of feeling like I'd been punched in the gut by this um, decision by a judge to allow AT&T and Time Warner to merge. It's this big 85 billion dollar deal AT&T said it needs to acquire Time Warner in order to be competitive in this new media landscape and the DOJ is like I was about to curse but I'm like I don't think that actually <laughs> some I mean there I mean my ass you do I mean this is just not good for uh, competition. This is not good for consumers. And so the government put on a case arguing against it. And the judge had the option of siding with AT&T, siding with the government, or doing something kind of in between, mm-hmm. which is kind of a unique thing um, at this in this kind of court, where the judge could have said, all right, fine, I'll let this go through, except there's all these things that have to happen. You have to sell off CNN, for example, or you have to do mm-hmm, something so mm-hmm. that you are not as large a conglomerate as you would be if the two entities merge as they currently are. But the judge just said, no, AT&T, go for it. And I am like, oh, great. Well, there goes our cell phone prices. Our, I mean, they're going to now you know, be a... Co- Monopolized. I mean, a, a colossal size entity that's going to control even more um, AT&T is already massive. Mm-hmm. They already own right. DirecTV, which I don't even know how well that is doing because not many people I know even have DirecTV anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, There's still a lot of people that, that have television. I mean, mm-hmm. here in this building, this building yeah. is wired with Direct multiple TV. receivers. Okay, well, then there you go. And they have their own cable and so, their own So this is, you know, affects HBO, mm-hmm. you know, Warner Brothers, um, TBS, uh, CNN. I mean, this is a massive story that you, we're not going to hear a lot about. You mean fake news CNN, but yes, yes. we do know what you're right. talking about. I mean, there is a chance that the government will appeal it and that there will be a dis- different decision that's made higher up. But for now, I am walking around in complete shock. Well, yeah. my question to you earlier was just sort of thinking that, you know, uh, I feel like one way to look at it is the courts are like, Look, this is this isn't for us to decide. This is something that should have been handled, you know, by the government. There should be legislation that prevents these things. You know, all the things that broke up, you know, Ma Bell into all the smaller mm-hmm. uh, phone companies that are now all AT and T and now AT&T, right. mm-hmm. You know, and the fact that you know Comcast buys NBC and you know Disney's going to acquire Fox's movie studio, just all of these huge, massive things that aren't going to help competition in any way, uh, but. You know, I think that there ought to be laws that prevent this. And the fact that there aren't, I don't know. I mean, judges are just like, well, well, who, who the, am I to step in? The you know? law, you know, Brooke and I can tell you, the mm-hmm. law says what it says. But, man, is everything open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. This is true. But the judicial system should not make decisions like this. And I agree with you completely that kind of interpret in, in other words, create new law, that is the role of the legislative system. So it's unfortunate. And I'm hopeful that maybe this might be potentially re-looked at. Yeah, because I was going to say it ratchets up like you were just saying about the the bid for Fox. And is it going to be Disney? Is it going to be Comcast? And Comcast is already huge because they took over NBC Universal And they're a theme park. You know, so you start, like, gobbling up all these things. The next thing you know, you have two or three companies 
like airlines that are, you know and a lot of these other places that then can charge whatever they want do whatever they want because they have nobody that they have to and listen this to doesn't just affect us because i no. mean we're interested in this we live in and around hollywood you think that that's why we care about this no but really this has everything to do with you know cell phone access internet mm-hmm. internet enter- mm-hmm. Everything. It's much larger than it's just a couple of media companies getting mm-hmm. together. And then throw on top of it the fact that net neutrality is officially dead. Mm-hmm. We should be mourning it, mm-hmm. but we're too excited over this G7 unit stuff and, and this the, and the, Singapore and the summit. summit. Um, right. That it kind of died almost mm-hmm. without a whimper. I mean, I haven't heard anybody talk about it. So we are in a new day, and it has nothing to do with North Korea. No. Well, no, except for the fact that, you know, one thing you can do is you can sort of just unplug from all these things, and you'll be just like a North Korean. You don't, you won't have a cell phone, you won't have cable service. We might service. be getting to we that point. We might be getting to that point anyway. Lack with of the, net neutrality. Yes, exactly, so and the saying. mergers. Say, yeah. Uh, anyway, well, thanks to all for a spirited conversation, as always, and we appreciate everybody in the chat. Somebody threw out the name of De La Soul. Thank you for that. In any case, uh, we are out of time, but we will be back next Tuesday at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. Chelsea, where do people find you? At Chelsea Galicia. And Brooke, where do people find you? Brooke Solis TV. And Scott? On Twitter at SMAN80. All right, thanks so much, everybody, and we will see you next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.